Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi all, uh, Chris here for the intro. Carl was with me uh, for this episode, but subsequently he had a baby, a little real baby, very cute little girl called Twyla. So he is keeping her alive and babysitting her rather than Uncle Trev. Uh, it was a very fun, let's find out what Trev has been up to. That's why we're here. And afterwards I'll tell you what my favorite moment was. Cheers. Let's quickly just check. So uh, it's 7.07am UK time. I've just said I'm tired. It's 11.07pm. Chris just said he's tired. It's about 3.37pm Australia time. And before you came on, Chris, Trev said he's tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> just wanted you to know that he's uh, got no sympathy for us, even though it's oh, the right. afternoon for him. Why? How come you're tired, Trev? Yeah, what's your excuse, Trev? I'm, I'm just generally, uh, generally tired of living. I think it's a uh, existential tiredness. There is. Okay. I think I've 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 reckoned I've had that the last. I've been like you know a lot of people obviously have been take like dealing with the lockdown quite badly you know emotionally mentally. I've had nothing but um, quite calm, positive. Yeah, I've just been like fine with it because I've had stuff to do around the house, yeah, and in the last yeah. two days. I feel like I finished all my chores and suddenly had an existential crisis. Yeah. And suddenly yeah. it was like, oh, right, it is yeah, shit, yeah. isn't it? And I've just not, I've basically just had enough on to it, it keep yeah. it at bay. And in the last two days, I've suddenly gone, fuck, what do you do? I can't just, I don't want to watch just telly. Is that yeah, why you're always yeah. um, depressed, Trev? Because you, you don't do anything. Do yeah, just... well, I, I try. <laughs> well, well, I lift my weights, yeah, I do my weights. And then uh, I had a project or wrote a poem, and then I go, well, there's fucking nothing to do. That's that's bad. I'm only got so much energy. About an hour and a half a day is my lot generally high activity stuff. I mean, you know. So uh, then I sort of have to lay down, and then the lactic acid kicks in in my muscles, and then I get more and more tired because I'm not moving. You know what I mean? That's why you get tired because you've got the lactic acid building up. And I like the fact that, you, that laying down is an activity for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on your know, list, cut, on your you know, to. To-do list is weights, uh, lay down. Yeah. Weights, well, lie still, down, read the internet. Those are the three. I'm still, uh, I'm still fighting gravity after a point. Still fighting it. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. takes some effort. You burn up so, so many calories. Even lying down, I still burn up a couple of hundred calories. Because the uh, not, not as many as bl- not not as many as not lying down. Uh, I don't reckon. 
Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know, things like blinking, uh, yawning, <laughs> scratching your head, yeah. uh, scratching your nuts. <laughs> Have you thought about doing some uh, some workout videos? So, yeah. guys, just blink, <laughs> scratch your head, pick your nose. Um, yeah, stay yeah, at, yeah. Stay active. No, I was going to say you've got uh, yeah. When you you get really sick and it, it takes so much energy to do anything, like that shows you how much energy you use doing nothing. You know what I mean? Like when you get sick, you can't even fucking you know blink or yawn or anything. Yeah. You're so exhausted. That's because those things require a lot of energy, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so when you're well, you just don't realise how much energy you're using because you're distracted yeah, from that, it. That's, that's, yeah, that's your right. high functioning. So uh, is there, uh, there's a rumor yeah. when you wake up, it, it require you lose, you burn off a thousand calories or some shit. <laughs> I remember hearing that as a kid. I was like, I've heard that. You know, you, you you burn up calories. Thinking burns up calories as well. Obviously, your brain requires energy, and uh, you know, a lot of energy goes to your brain. So you know, if you're thinking, and I'm that's always why I'm so tired at the minute, just so deep yeah, in thought. Yeah, you are. That's what it is. That fucking deep thinking shit fucked you right up. Trev, just a weird thought I just had based on your talk yeah. of gravity and how tiring gravity is. You know, like ages you as well, and it like everything gets dragged down. Do you reckon if you just yeah. like if you just sort of were a space an astronaut in space for like yeah. fifty years, would you have lovely skin, lovely unaged yeah. skin? Yeah, but the problem with that was if you're in, in zero gravity, you, you have no reason for a skeleton. Right? You, you'd have no reason to have bones. <laughs> Sorry, good point. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. What, what, what would what, happen to your bones? Your bones would, you, would go. They'd, uh, they'd go away. Do you know what you look like? You know them things you see outside, like big car showrooms? Yeah, that are yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Just be flapping yeah, around like that. Right. <laughs> you come back from space be... and be like, mate, you look so young and flappy. <laughs> so long and stringy. Your bones would like decalcify, bit, you know, bit by bit by bit until you know, your bones got thinner and thinner. Yeah. And then a bit, I suppose you'd, you'd, suffer, you know, you'd suffer broken bones like sneezing or fucking, you know, doing something... Uh, not that energetic, but you could break a bone that. quite easily in that position. Yeah. And then eventually your bones would go away and you'd be like a boneless you'd, you'd, you'd be like a nine-year-old Pillsbury doughboy. That's what you look like. You'd have yeah. no, <laughs> just be doughy, young, with no bone. I'd love that. Mate, oh, two things after you trip to space. One, you look like a kid. <laughs> Where are your bones? Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> but I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I think you're, you're like a cheese string. Bones go, you, <laughs> your bones and your face would go as well. You become like an alien because they don't have much All of the right. structure aliens, and then eventually your head would be like a a round piece of jelly. Maybe it would even lose roundness because you know there's no gravity, so gravity causes shapes. So if you're in gravity too long, you'd be shapeless as well. You wouldn't even be in a human form. You'd just, just be, be like a, a, an amoeba, sort of a like yeah. an amoeba. Yeah. Wow. An so, intelligent. So an really, intelligent so that's done it. What about, so if you're on Earth, is it best to, I had this, if you just, is that where you lie down a lot? If you lie down, there's less pull on your leg. If you're standing up, yeah, that's right. Try and, but if you're yeah, lying you, down a lot, it's good for you. Well, it's all about fighting gravity. And I suppose you put yourself in a position where uh, oh, the most efficient way to fight it is to um, have more surface space. You know, so when you're lying down, you've got more surface area. I don't right. think, um, <laughs> Then when, when, yeah, it's quite a funny beauty rage game this is isn't it <laughs> yeah that's right because so, uh, like, you want your, your, you want your face muscles to be as tight as possible surely um, 
if gravity's pulling downwards, should you not do handstands so that it tightens your face muscles by pulling them up? Just out of thought, guys. Be... I'm just spitballing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no such thing as a bad idea on this podcast. <laughs> if you stand on your head, um, yeah. I think that's why they stand on their head. I think it's either to... Uh, I don't know what the reverse of circulation or what it fucking does. I don't but, know. It's uh, meant to be quite good for you. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember the last time I was upside down. I must go. Back. <laughs> I have to think about that. <laughs> I've never really. I did judo for a while. I didn't like it. I didn't like being uh, in judo. They get you the, on in hold downs where they cover your face with their body, and it's fucking horrific. If you're claustrophobic, it's really bad. Yeah. And they get in these in these uh, hold downs where they've got their stomach in your face. And you're struggling to breathe, and uh, they won't let you up unless you tap them. You have to tap them. Mm, right. me up. On the plus side, you are tap. sort of they are forcing you to lie down, so it's quite good for your skin care <laughs> regime. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose didn't think that can't age, right. can't age uh, if you, they kill you. Exactly. If anything, yeah, they're giving you a facial if you think about it. <laughs> Not your sort yeah, of facial that you'd look at online. <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> You could a good old-fashioned facial. facial. That word facial has really had a bit of a tough time of, since porn came out, didn't it? That's true. A lot yeah, of stuff's yeah, been really... It used to just mean a really lovely, relaxing sort of a skin treatment. Have an now, have an you can't say facial without thinking of somebody <laughs> baffing on someone's or, face. You know, when I was yeah, a kid, I, right. I, used to really, I used to really talk about having a lovely cream pie as a kid, and then that's been ruined as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was always just like, I'm just going to go and have a Delicious. cream pie. Yeah. I said, Mum, okay. you made me another cream pie. And so yeah. you know, I made yeah, you another. Yeah. Next thing you know, it means jizzing in someone's <laughs> face. Oh, no. Not just just jizzing in someone's. Woohoo. Um, oh, in their um, bum, is it? Yes. Yeah, up the old. Um, not, it's not bummer. It can be up the uh, up the other one as well. Why can't you say the word vagina? What's going on here? I'm not a doctor, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> also, because it's seven uh, seventeen a.m., I've never got up this early to say vagina before. <laughs> it never talks about porn before nine a.m. Oh shit! Have I, t- I haven't told you about? Um, so uh, this is it's kind of gross. We went to get a, a baby scan just before we left Australia. Um, yeah, and it was right. the first time we had a male sonographer, who the, the people that do the scans. So it's just like the yeah. jelly and the, the radar-y thing. And then yeah, um, yeah. he um, he was very nice on that. And then he just said, oh, just clarify, you do know what you're having, don't you? And we were like, yeah, it's a girl. And he went, yes, it is. And then he went, because if you look there, you can just see a labia. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know why you told me that. And then he went, oh, and there, there you can see her vagina lips. And I was like, mate, <laughs> this is, you've gone too far there, mate. She's a, I don't want to think about my unborn daughter's vagina lips. They're the first thing to grow, apparently. Just some cells with a big old fanny on it. Honestly, really, it stuck with me, that. It's really, I'm not happy about it. Trev, as a baby, were you um were you a big one or were you a big baby or a little baby? Do you know your weight when you came? No, in? a tiny baby. I nearly uh, I nearly died. Actually, I nearly didn't make it to the fucking planet because I uh, I got a really bad cold, which when you're a baby is like can be fatal. So I was uh, I was put in a uh, this before high tech stuff. So they put me in a, a crib covered in hot water bottles. I had a, all them. My mum said my head was just poking out of the hot water bottles. Yeah, to oh, keep my temperature up. Sorry, it's a laugh, but it's just a funny image. <laughs> it's right, it's yeah. a lie. It's a funny image, yeah. So yeah. And then that I, saved I, you. I sort of re- 
In a way, but it left me a bit weak. Oh, yeah, when you have a major trauma like that as a baby, you you tend to be weakened um, as a baby. So quite a a weakened kid. <laughs> Did you, I, I, I read a book. I'm reading the one. Yeah. Just I read one last week. But I really read another one that's off the back of it, and it's about the brain development of babies and children. Yeah. And basically talks about how your parented uh, shapes your brain, like not just emotionally but like physically so things like if you're yeah. not if you're let just left to cry without being comforted you develop like higher cortisol spikes which means you're much more prone to anxiety and stress in later life and things like that have you ever read have you ever looked into any of that trev that to look to try to explain well, some of your modern foibles in a way, I mean, I come from a very neurotic family. I, I, yeah, I didn't want to do a background check on my family, like my family tree, because I thought it might come across something very disturbing. Yeah. And I don't want to know. If one of my ancestors were a real fucking idiot, I don't want to know that, you know what I mean? Because I've got yeah. their genes, and maybe they're expressing themselves any time. So I don't want to know anything about my family. But I did notice that uh, most of the family was highly neurotic. Uh, my mother suffered from anxiety and um, what's your, agoraphobia. Yeah, uh, and things like that. So, I don't know whether that's a learned thing, but I, yeah, because I suffer from the same things. I don't. It, I, don't I mean, for the theories that. now, are, it used to be that, that they thought things like depression and anxiety could be genetic, but now there's no there's no evidence that it's genetic. They think it's all learned. So it's very hard. It, yeah, it's hard to tell, isn't it? I mean, it's like did the you know what is it the the horse come before the cart or whatever? I mean, it's very hard to prove or disprove anything. It's like uh, you just tend to think. You, I tend to be diplomatic and i go well it's a bit of this and a bit of that it's a bit of change it's a bit of yeah yeah but in terms of genetic like genetics you know I mean? tend to be much more physical things whereas brain chemistry tends mm. to just develop in your early in your first three years of life so I, I, reckon, first, I thought first seven years was the uh, i think of, yeah, yeah but my th first three is the most important in terms of um parenting that's when you sort of really if you're going to fuck them up you're going to fuck them up in the first three that's when you need to be on your best behavior that's what you've got to really just around them you've got to act very professional oh you got to yeah. hang out like, like you're hanging out of your um in-laws parents or something in -laws, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, to, and then well, as I soon think, as they hit three in one month you just off the rails and then yeah. just get shit well, faced and start swearing there's something but they, there's something you can do and we're very social creatures and you get a baby or a baby monkey and socially isolated <laughs> yeah that fucked, you know what I mean? totally you know? they'll just, they'll just withdraw think, into themselves yeah, I like, and, and, I like uh, the fact you said you I can think, just get a baby or a baby monkey, and uh, I was like, can you <laughs> just get a baby monkey? Yeah, very, yeah, yeah. If you went to Thailand, they just you can just pick one up on the street and fucking. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean monkeys, not not babies, but the. Uh, have um, you been attacked by a monkey? Think, I have. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine was, went for a run in Thailand. He was attacked by a monkey twice. Actually, he got attacked by a monkey, so he took a taser with him. He, he actually managed to get a taser. <laughs> How did, that, um, did he did he tase a monkey? What he did, he thought he tested it out. He shouldn't have done this. It's very bad, but he tested it out on a fucking cat. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's so mean! But, I just didn't yeah, expect you to it, say that afterwards. That's awful. Well, just to see if it, yeah, to see if it'd work, and then yeah, it's obviously highly immoral to do that to the poor cat. Oh, but, no. It didn't kill the cat, but obviously you know, traumatized the cat. No doubt, but at least he knew, uh, yeah, the. The, the taser worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, so he, that's, one, that's one silver lining. I will line. say that um, animals are very sensitive. We cut our, tried to cut our dog's hair this week. Um, oh, and yeah. he definitely was... It's so funny how like, much personality dogs get. He was like, definitely like gave us a silent treatment for like, two days. Really? I, I thought really, he was yeah. like... I thought he was never going to like... 
like us again and now he's like back to normal but the first day he didn't want to go near us and then imagine your parents when you were four or five just held you down and shaved your head <laughs> it's true you definitely wouldn't take it well <laughs> would you have you had it uh, de-sexed or uh, whatever we we rescued him as they say even though we got a second hand dog i guess but um we yeah. um they this we get them from these people this company this charity i guess um rescues these dogs and then they make sure they're neutered and then they give them uh to the right person but he'd just been neutered and he still had his ball sack oh this is an interesting thing about dogs by the way so yeah, his right. ball sack yeah. for ages but then it it seems to have kind of after about a year and a half kind of almost disappeared but then our friend has a dog who had been neutered but then his balls have come back because what some dogs do when they're getting neutered is they kind of suck their balls up into their oh, okay. so you think you've got rid of them i mean i've never they hide dog. their balls so that people can't yeah. find them. Do they? Yeah, it's like Frank on their balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, <in> the acid. <laughs> you got to find the bollocks diary before you can. Um, you can take well, that's what you do in, in martial in martial arts. They've got these people who you can kick them in the balls as yeah. hard, as, hard as you like, I've seen and that. they um, and they're, they're just oblivious to it. You know what I mean? Kick them full front. Uh, kicks for power in the balls they just look at you and fucking smile. Right? And it's what, so what they're doing is pulling them up and just yeah. That's right. They're sucking the balls up into the, uh, you know, the, the cavity old, of the, the landing quick gear. Question, quick question on that. Yeah, what that's about right. your dick? What about your dick? Yeah, what about your dick? Yeah. It still well, hurts someone kicks you in the dick. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Yeah, their balls not, are not fine, but their dick is absolutely <laughs> mashed to shit. Their, their dick's like, where are you guys going? <laughs> well, you, well, you, <laughs> you leave well, you've got a choice. You, go through you, this. You've probably got a choice. You could probably stick your, you know, suck your dick up or your balls. And you go, well, I'd say the balls are probably... Definitely the, say, yeah, the, the balls. Your, I mean, your dick can be as mangled as you like. As long as you're fine. Yeah, but your yeah, balls... Yeah, yeah. Your balls ugly, sneaky bollocks just managed to do <laughs> oh god that is um, um, I've never known that I've never known that I've seen videos of that people getting kicked in the balls yeah. and, and just firming it but like I didn't realise they were sort of retracting their testes did anyone ever ask yeah, you to yeah, kick that... them in the balls as a as a karate student Trev uh, no mainly it was like uh, one bloke used to get off by if you punched him like uh, in the head sometimes he seemed to uh, <laughs> he'd uh he was like oblivious to it. He, he was such a big bull of a man with a big fucking jaw and a big thick head and fucking thick sinewy neck. And if you put a glove on, I'm not saying bare knuckle, he put a glove on, he said, like, punch me in the head as hard as you like and see what happens. And you'd hit him full fucking power and nothing had happened. Just he fucking, just stare, stare straight ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what a psycho. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. But I love it. There's up, something he's, funny uh, about like it's like I had mates who always used to like go like go on punch me in the stomach as hard as you can and they just like tense their muscles and you'd be like I don't really want to mate it's not really I don't really see the point but they yeah. just loved it they just loved the fact they could take a punch in the stomach. Well, we had a we we got this protective equipment when we were doing karate. Uh, we had this protective headgear. Yeah, it was called. Um, it wasn't like boxing headgear, similar to uh, boxing headgear, but a, a bit a bit flimsier actually, not quite as compact and well made. So. We got this, um, <laughs> it was called tea, a safety, safety equipment, yeah, for the head. Right. So we're all very excited because we've never been punching the head before, because this, this is before I did boxing and that. So we, we got this equipment from America and we're both, both ex we thought the, the equipment would make you invulnerable to fucking being punched in the head. We thought once you've got this, this on, no, you're like, no, you can take no. anything. So, uh, so Ozzy, uh, my mate Ozzy put it on and he said, go on, hit me as hard as you like. He was 
thinking we're going to hit him, nothing's going to happen. Right? He went fucking whack. Punch him in the fucking head. And he went, oh, fuck this. And he just fucking threw it in the fucking corner. Wow. <laughs> he thought it would make him like fucking Superman, but it didn't work. There's still a certain amount of, uh, yeah, of course. pain and, sh- and shock. Ma- mainly shock. And momentum as well. You're actually still going to get punched. Your head's going to go flying. It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you got an Australian mate called Ozzy? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but O O double Z I E. Yeah, I did right, that. Okay. I'm, I'm, I haven't seen it for years. Is yeah, it from the yeah. South American name Osvaldo? He was uh, Italian Yugoslav. Really, uh, really good, um, good bloke, but very, very violent, extremely violent. <laughs> yeah, no, it happens. Uh, it's hard to tell from that yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> But we, uh, anyway, we got this uh, black belt. Uh, he's a black belt called Ray. We called him Young Ray. Uh, he's 17, so he's quite young. So we called him Young Ray. And, uh, <laughs> and he'd never been hit. He was a black belt, for fuck's sake. He was a black belt. I called yeah. him a black belt. And we put the headgear on him. And Ozzy said, Ozzy just slapped him. He didn't actually punch him in the head. He just gave him a big fucking slap, like a bear's paw, just like whack in the side of the, the head. And uh, Ray, who'd never been hit before, when you looked into the fucking, into the safety equipment, looked into his eyes, you could see tears welling up. Because he'd never, a, uh, so he'd never been hit before, but the shock of it was so traumatizing that he, he cried. So well, there you go. And that's, that's when he took from back. young Ray into old Ray. <laughs> into just Ray. No, he went from young Ray to missing Ray. He went from there to missing Ray, because we never saw him again after that project. He hung up his black belt, mate. Never throw a kick yeah. again. Yeah, that was the uh, the young Ray. He was uh, a gay, you know, the, the bloke gay. We went away, and there was young Ray. He was like a, a homosexual, and we had two beds. I think I've told you before. Where so, sorry, I, I well, well, sorry, Trev, just slow down one sec. That that story you just went from, you know, young, you know, sorry. I'll oh, just give me some more context. You've gone, you know, young Ray, a gay. Well, there's young Ray. Right. Yeah. We didn't know young yeah. Ray was gay. We oh, so he was. He, gay. Is, oh. he is. I thought this was related to another story now, but I mean, well, in a way, it is. But it's, it's young Ray. Same. Young Ray got slapped in the head. Turned out to be that's a right. Yeah, okay. we, we went away, but it was okay. me, me, young Ray, and uh, young Paul. Actually, another <laughs> young Paul. <laughs> Are you hanging out with young people? You yeah. old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, I think I, I was uh, twenty. I think twenty-three. Okay, okay um, that's not too bad. Right. Old granddad oh, Trev, as I used yeah, to say. Right. Slightly older Trev. And uh, of course, there were two beds. Well, I, I had a choice of bed. There was a double bed and a single bed. And me being of the highest grade, I had a choice of bed. Did I want to share the bed with one of those, uh, Paul or Ray, or do I want my own bed? So I took the single bed. And young Paul, uh, he said, well, well he's, he's got to sleep with young Ray. And uh, it turned into a bit of a, a, bit of a night, a bit of a uh, gropey, gropey kind of night. Oh, really? Right, okay. And, yeah. and then, uh, so I missed out on that, I was, and I, I turned out a, a heterosexual. <laughs> turned so down I, a hand I job. Only a, time in your life you've turned yeah. down a hand job. Yeah. <laughs> so was young, to be a, was young Paul gay as well? Uh, young Paul was, but he didn't know it. He didn't know it. He'd been well, lying he, himself. He found out that, man. Yeah. That's right. So you just lay when in a he, bed, single bed next to two <laughs> Two, yeah, two guys getting off of each other. <laughs> two, two, but they, they didn't wake me up. They done it. They were very subtle with it. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> nice of them, isn't it? Some, uh, a couple such, of nice young men. Such polite young yeah, gays. Right. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but from that point on, it was it was like uh, there were two gays instead of one. So it was like a uh, a symbiotic experience. Oh, so, lovely, uh, what a lovely end to a story. Yeah, what a fucking weird story anyway, that is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's one of Trev's more strange <laughs> yeah. stories. Yeah, right. But uh, anyway, I'm here now. Where were you? Uh, sorry, where were you on holiday, Trev? What, give me some more details of this. We went down route. to Mount, uh, Mount Gambia, which is which, uh, Mount Gambia is a town. It's a fair way, about four or five hundred miles from here, uh, where the Blue Lake is. You probably heard of the Blue Lake. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a volcano, a, a form of volcano, which has got some kind of, uh, it's got this water in it that's like, it's a chemical thing and it's completely blue. I mean, it's not just fucking like the ocean, it's like bright blue. And people right. go down there and go diving and uh, take photos <laughs> and shit. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So I've been there once, had a look at it and go, well, it's just a fucking blue water, but it was quite uh, entrancing for it. Yeah, so you went with those two for what, a couple of days and then they were just getting off of each other. Like, what, what, I want more details of the whole trip. Yeah, well, it developed into a, a full-blown uh, uh, homosexual relationship. And right. They were with each other for four or five years. They were with each other till, uh, till they, well, when they stopped doing karate, that was like the end of the relationship. Like <laughs> karate-orientated karate oriented homosexual relationship such a uh, bloke's yeah. way to end a relationship as well just end it by doing a bow and putting their shoes on and fucking off <laughs> but it's, a very, it's, a, it's a different period back then back then it was frowned upon yeah you know, not not frowned upon you could get beaten up it was more than a frown so it was sort of uh, that's why you had to do karate as well <laughs> black belt yeah. in karate mate yeah, the only people allowed to be gay had to have a black belt in karate. <laughs> <laughs> back in 1975, that was so going back a fair wow. way. That is so, uh, different times. Right. Different well, times. That sounds quite. You sound quite innocent. Eh? Sound, it just sounds. It sounds very innocent the way you tell it. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty sort of naive. I trusted everyone, and I took people at yeah face value and. Uh, I didn't really know about the darker side of humanity. I found out later, obviously, and uh, became very cynical and full of hate um, because of it. But um, when it was uh, when when it was when I was younger, I was extremely naive, very 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 wide eyed and innocent. I was, you know what I mean? Like a, I, um, yeah, you'd you think ever, have, you ever been, have you ever been conned out of money? That feels like something that might have happened to you. Yeah, I've been conned out of money. I mean, uh, uh, you know, a bloke said, can you lend? Yeah, it's a, just petty change, really. I mean, um, you know, because I trusted someone to pay me back and they never did. So, um, you know, that's a lesson in life, though. Even things like that are a lesson, aren't they? And, and uh, that learns you to be a, a bit suspicious, which I think not everyone's nice like we are. There's some cunts out there very, very wary of them. And that's something you learn when you're it's not that important. If you get ripped off when you're 15 or Ripped off when you're 15, it's not important because you've got no money. But when you get older, you need that, you know, you survival. Get, that now to get two free houses. You know when you're going to maybe ripped off. <laughs> we'll, get us, we'll get us two free houses. How's the, um, how's the um, sort of tactics going <laughs> yeah, of trying to get this third house? Is that, are you working your way into sort of Ben's will? I know, yeah, before you came on, I think we learned that Trev is, uh, Trev and Julia are uh, being evicted and going back to Sydney. You've been evicted. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, in a way we are. In a nice kind of way. Ben just wanted to know how travel. He said, "What are your travel plans?" <laughs> so that's a nice way of saying. That's a nice way of going. When are you travel. fucking off? <laughs> did you did you pick up on that, or did Julia? Yeah, that's right. Pick, did Julia so, tell you that that's what he meant? Because uh, I imagine Julia's you... been picking up. On my, I, 
I'm very naive. As I said, I'm still a bit naive. I mean, <laughs> I, I think that uh, everything's fine. Everything's fine between us, but obviously there's a simmering discontent, uh, which I didn't really pick up on. Julia picked up on it. But then there was always a... Because you come in sometimes, it'd be fairly silent, and then there was a tension building. So I tended to, like, you know, just keep talking, just keep the, uh, you know... Just so... Uh, I'd yeah, right over that tension, mate. Yeah, those silences are very bad, aren't they? Very uncomfortable. So I try and fill them with meaningless conversation. So, um, what, so um, that's what it... <laughs> what... what so what? How long have you been there for? It's now we we arrived January the twenty sixth, Australia Day. So wow. been so you've, you've been a, in his house Three for over four months. months. I mean, that's that's quite a long stay. That's quite a long yeah, stay. Yeah, I, I, I get annoyed if someone stays with me for over a week. So that's uh, yeah. yeah, right, right. Well, it is a small flat. There's, you know, there's three of us, and, and I think Ben likes to bring women over, and you know, whatever. And we're sort of in the way of, of his. Has he brought? Has he brought any? Has he brought any women back whilst you guys have been there? He brought uh, a couple just on a friendly level. They came in and walked around and fucked off basically. But I think he wanted them to stay and <laughs> saw that you and Judy uh, were just sitting on the sofa and then they probably had to leave. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So uh, I think yeah, he's way. extremely. <laughs> I like the way you're not sick. picking up. You're not picking up on stuff. Yeah. But I can imagine one of them leaves, and he goes, "So what are you travel pants, yeah. guys?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. How's Julia? How's the relationship going between you? How's the similar oh, oh, me, me and Julia... Uh, me and Julia are getting on really well, and okay. uh, she's she's uh, heavily into walking. She's found a love of walking, not just doing it for the. Uh, she really enjoys the walk. You know, these six k walks does them every day. That's so nice. she's slim right down. She's slim right down. I don't know. She's quite, lost quite a few kilos, and she's looking uh, very desirable. Awesome. <laughs> oh, so, um, I don't think you could have worded that compliment bit yeah. worse. Personally. Yeah, you, yeah. Oh, really? Off really yeah. Not, we're getting on really well, and <laughs> she now looks desirable. But, but somehow sounded sounded mean, a little bit mean. 
But she find I think she's found the joy of exercise you know, that you actually feel good from. It. It's not just about losing weight; it's about you, you go out and you feel Get good. The endorphins. You yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You Endorphin. you look like you've lost weight in the face, Trev. You look like you've lost yeah, a bit. Of, like, it looks like you're not eating as much, um, like sugar. Uh, yeah, sugar. Cakes. Yeah, yeah. Not so much sugar, and I'm drinking a little bit of red wine. I'm not drinking much beer, all that stuff that blows you up. So I'm drinking a little bit of red wine. I'm walking. Uh, Probably as much as Julie. I'm doing these long walks, like six k's, mainly six k's as we go. Just in the opposite direction, and then you just like lean back <laughs> no, no, the end. No, no. I I walk at night. I like. I don't like. I prefer to walk at night. I like the isolation. I like the stars and the moon, and uh, I like walking that kind of environment with no people around. And it's a bit of drizzle falling. I really like if it's drizzling. I love that. It's drizzling, and the moon's out. And fucking, you know, no humanity. I just feel like I'm. I'm walking the, uh, what is it, Plato's Walk, and there's that uh, place in Greece where Plato used to walk. They've got his path, and, and people go there and just walk on it and think. That's When I when I walk at night, that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm a, a philosopher. You should uh, mark it out so people could do Trev's Walk. Yeah, Trev's yeah. Walk, yeah. <laughs> what did you think yeah. about on your last walk? What was, the, what was the main thing you were thinking about? Any lists? Well, I'll tell you, last, last walk, uh, the last walk, I, I think I... I walked with Julia and Ben. Uh, Julia was wearing a 10-kilo vest to make walking harder. And uh, Ben was trying to keep up with her. Yeah, well, he was keeping up with her. He slowed down to keep up with her. And I bolted ahead. I was like walking really quick. You know what I mean? I was, I was challenging myself to you know, walk fast. And, and walking at night is a bit more challenging than during the day as far as stroke recovery goes. So I just found myself I, I a really quick walk. I really bounded uh, down there. And then on the way back, I did uh, illegal chin-ups on the uh, the park chin up they uh, they've got the, the uh, they've got the chin up bar taped up so you're not supposed mm. to do them i thought fuck this I, I just i jumped over the barrier and did a, a illegal chin ups and then continued the walk and that chin up felt really good afterwards isn't it yeah. oh fuck and those muscles these, these these muscles were built whilst breaking <laughs> the law Imagine the next yeah, episode, yeah. it was just me and Chris, and we're like, sorry, guys, uh, Trev's actually currently in prison for chin-ups. <laughs> He's in prison where he can do as many chin-ups as he bloody likes. Yeah, yeah, get fucking chin-ups there. Uh, plenty of bars to hang from. Uh, yeah, well. it's true. Well, I should read you my poem, shouldn't I? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, do, yeah, the yeah, let's do the poem, and then let uh, Chris yeah, go to bed. Then I'm going to bed. Okay, I haven't got a name for it. I, I just, It's just basically like Corona or some shit, I don't know. Uh, anyway, it goes like this. Society in lockdown, people tremble with fear. Hide away, hide away. Corona is here. A virus so deadly, it kills all in its way. That's what we're told. But what do facts say? 200,000 dead as victims accrue, but fewer by far than pneumonia and flu. A tiny fraction of TB and cancer, and no comparison with SARS disaster. And here we all are with nowhere to go. No movies, nor sport, nor a comedy show. Restaurants and coffee shops, all empty and closed. Wear your face mask, cover your nose. Fear the money, that's where the corona will be. It sticks to my fingers and contaminates me. From there to granddad, the COVID will stray. Not that I care, he's an arsehole anyway. I may feel remorse when the doc shakes its head, puts down his stethoscope and pronounces him dead. But that's life, what can we do? Out with the old, in with the new. By Darwinian law, we, we all must abide. Death keeps the balance and helps us survive. Call me a cynic, for I question the panic that sees the economy sink like the Titanic, that opens the door to the new world order, the masses bleating like sheep to the slaughter. 
believing the lies pushed by the cartels, lacking ability to think for themselves, trusting the leaders who don't give a damn with nowhere to hide when the shit hits the fan. But the vaccine will save us, so are we told, return things to normal, bring us in from the cold. So easy and so nice, all wrapped up with a tracking device. But normal has gone, along with the hope, our freedom and future all up in smoke. The simple pleasures of a hug and a kiss, all thrown in the bin, are now sadly missed. Get back, get back, you must keep your distance, now accepted with little resistance. Where are we left? Is there any real doubt? We hang from the cliff with time running out. But I'll tell you this, and I'll make it clear, we've been through worse, and guess what? We're still here. There we go. It's very good. Very good poem about grand grand long actually that's dying. one of actually it's one of the longest ones i reckon yeah 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of aspects of this this virus isn't there? it's sort of there's a lot so there's a lot of short, like, i, I don't think you thoughts. made i don't think you made your agenda clear enough in it that was my one the point of view wasn't <laughs> <laughs> right on this. i'll come across i'm gonna just tidy that up a bit my agenda yeah my agenda comes across fighting the the odious world new world order i'm just gonna go to bed now thinking of all my dead grandparents after that one Good effort, though, Trev. Good way to round it off. Um, work. It's been fun. We, so we the next one we do, but next time we speak yep. to you will be in Sydney. Will um, Julia still be there when you when we do? Yeah, it? she'll like be there. She's, yeah, Julia's still here. She's got a, uh, a visa for another three months. So uh, that's good. I'm hoping to uh, convince her to stay longer, but I, I don't know. It's a, a difficult situation because I, I understand her uh, desire to go home. It's because she's homesick, wants to see London. But by the same token, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty bad over there, and uh, you're going to lose a third of the economony. Apparently, um, uh, Boris said a third of the third of the economy going down. So yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so it's not a good place to go. I'd like, I want look, put it this way: if the virus hadn't, hadn't happened, I'd be more than happy to be in Brixton because I like Brixton. I like yeah. being in on, but. In the present circumstances, I think it's uh, uh, it's not it's too unstable. I've got to, I'll, I'll come back next year when things have maybe straightened out, and you know you know what's going on. I just don't feel like dropping in there with so much uncertainty. You know. I think that's fair enough. I don't blame you. You still drinking, or you've cut down on drinking, or I've hardly I've hardly drunk at all since the lockdown started. I got a bit pissed on Saturday, but I very like so basically I did some Zoom drinks with friends and just had a few Guinnesses and some gins. But apart oh, from that, yeah. I've not. I've hardly drunk at all. So, uh, right. I, I'm due one. I'm, I'm going to get absolutely shit faced soon just to have a little reset. <laughs> yeah, I had a week yeah. and one I'm... week where I got pissed every day about five weeks ago, and then since then I've been quite yeah. um, creative and uh, filling my day with writing and stuff, so I don't kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, playing bet... Xbox. Yeah, I, I played Cooper's. I've drank three Cooper's Ale last Sunday. Th- no, last Friday, I drank three Cooper's Ale. And since then, I've had maybe two glasses of wine. That, that's it. I've had cut right down on sugar. I had my cheat day on Sunday where I, I, I had an ice cream. And uh, so I think that's why I've lost weight because I've, I've cut out all that shit. I mean, but, uh, good, mate. but I, li- I like that. I like that stuff. But I mean, I, yeah. I back on it. I've been just eating so much food. It's unreal. That's been my real vice. Have you put so on now, a lot of weight? I put on a bit, but like I've actually now this week I've decided I'm going back to doing my intermittent fasting and just like you know just keeping a lid on it. Twelve to eight—that's my—that's my window of eating. 
everyone I know who's done that says it actually works really oh, well. Oh, so yeah, I've done it before. It's, it's, it, it just takes a couple of days to get used to it. And once you're in it, it's very, uh, I find it very good. But then you just get really bored of it after about three weeks. Mm. I saw, yeah, that breathing bloke, what's his name? Bornhoff or something? Wim Hof. Wim Hof, yeah. Wim Hof, yeah. yeah. yeah that's it. I saw him, he uh, apparently climbed Everest in his fucking underpants, right? That's, uh, He's pretty, uh, he loves a bit of cold weather. Yeah, yeah he swam underwater under, he's under an ice sheet and he, got, he went blind part of the way through because his eyeballs froze. He's His stuff's quite good. I like his breathing and his, his, I, I have the old end of a shower cold for about a minute. Oh, no, do you really? Yeah, right. Yeah. you find it invigorating? Or, um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do, actually. You take, oh, it takes yeah. five seconds to get used to it and then you're like, actually, does it feel good? I've had a cold shower at the end. Of, like at the end of my shower, I've had at least a minute cold for yeah. uh, since January the second, two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, Every day, and, uh, you feel and you feel invigorated, or you can't tell what it's done done anything. Can you? No, I, it's it's part of my daily routine. I love it. It makes it totally just gets you ready for the day. It's funny. I watched this bloke talking about ice and, and climbing Everest in the snow and going under ice sheets, and I went to go to bed. And I, I touched the sheet. I thought, fucking hell, that's cold. I, I mean, Julia normally warmed it up for me so I can jump into bed. I thought, fucking weak, you know, compared to that bloke. And I'm, I can't get even, even in a fucking cold bed. You know, and, um, disgraceful. But, um, yeah. No, it's all right. I gave Carl some shit the other day because I found out he actually has an electric blanket, which I, I love. It, but that's, that's a luxury. That's not for. That's not for that's the, an old. That's an old lady. Not for thing. necessary. It's a, that's such a luxury on a really cold night. You turn it on. It's so lovely and warm. It's like a real treat. Yeah, yeah. So right. Right. Let's go, go. Wrap this up and let Chris go Speaking to bed. Right. Bye. 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 All right. Bye. Well, guys, as always, we need a bit of Trev in our lives, especially in these terrifying times and of uncertainty, whether it comes to health, income, uh, sanity. Good to hear Trev is still um, alive for one. Because he might be in the vulnerable group, even though he's in good shape. Uh, he doesn't think he is, but he might be. He could be uh, 85 years old, for all we know. But uh, he's not. He's alive and well, and he's uh, been annoying Julia. Uh, so everyone's probably happy, apart from her. Uh, but what a funny little episode that was. I really enjoyed a lot of those moments. Uh, I think my favourite thing, just for the image, is when uh, Trev had a cold as a baby. He was just covered in hot water bottles. And it just makes me giggle to think, I don't know, just the, in my head, it's just his head on a tiny baby, just a moustached little one-year-old, uh, just just bathing under many hot bottles. Um, if you enjoyed it, guys, these are going to be sporadic, uh, if and when we can, they'll just pop up on your feed, so keep subscribed to the podcast, review us on iTunes, tell your friends about it, but most importantly, stay safe. Babysitting Trevor is a dot 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 production hosted by Carl Donnelly, Chris Martin and Trevor Crook and is produced by Joel Porter. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.